know what's going on. Now on FM 107.1. Funky Red Friday, and that's Chris Stapleton, and it's going to play every Friday because we remember everyone deployed. Good morning, San Antonio. Good morning, Texas. Good morning, world. Trey Ware, KTSA. There's Elaine, there's Jimmy, and there's Don right there. We dive off into huge things that are affecting all of our lives and the course of our nation. In one hour, you definitely want to be here. Wake some friends up. Get your kids up. In one hour, Matt Lohmeyer joins me. You definitely want to be here in one hour for him. Um, without citizen journalists on the new Twitter, and that's what I'm calling it, the new Twitter. It's not the old Twitter anymore. The new Twitter. Without citizen journalists and them on IG as well with their videos, we would not know what's going on in our country and what's happening to our country. The planned chaos, the managed decline, the killing of America right under our noses, the takeover of America by the Red Chinese, it's all happening right now, and you wouldn't know it. The train derailments, the burning down of a plastic factory in Florida near Disney World, it's all interconnected. It's all part of the plan. The president shooting down a a, a toy balloon that cost $12 using two missiles. Over a million dollars in missiles plus the flight time of an F-22 to shoot down a toy balloon yesterday. And when asked about his involvement with the Red Chinese, the Chai Coms, oh, give me a break, man, give me a break. There was no explanation in that. There was nothing that came out of that. He lied about the Chinese balloon when he said, I shot it down as soon as I possibly could. I shot it down where? No, he did not. They saw it leave China. It traveled across miles and miles and miles and miles of water. He could have shot it down before it ever reached Alaska. But you know what? He's compromised by the Red Chinese. He's part of the managed decline of this country. And so he let it come. Yesterday, the EPA finally, finally, finally showed up in East Palestine. Finally. And after walking around and observing the land in East Palestine, the EPA administrator was offered a glass of tap water. Boy, you must be really thirsty. You walked all over this place. Here, go ahead, drink this. You know what he said. I'll pass. Pete Buttigieg is the uh, transportation secretary. He has not gone there nor has anyone from the rail company. You know why? Because they know that years from now, as in the 9-11 situation, there's going to be a lot of people with cancer and other diseases from East Palestine, Ohio. They're not going to be a part of it. They don't want to go there and get infected with the stuff that's in the air, the stuff that's in the water. And ladies and gentlemen, we have an administration just like the Obama administration, but far worse. We have an administration that is weaponizing the federal government against you, against the citizens of this country. We know about the FBI because of more than 30 FBI insiders coming out as whistleblowers talking about how they are a political police force for the left and for the Democrat Party. 
They are making that perfectly clear in testimony before Jim Jordan's committee. But now you're watching Joe Biden weaponize FEMA against U.S. citizens. FEMA. Joe Biden has said no to FEMA dollars going to that toxic environment. For the people who care about the environment, they talk about the Green New Deal. We got to get you off of fossil fuels. We got to get you out of oil. You got to get an electric car. We got to take your stove away from you. Everything that's gas has got to go. We can't have that around here. They're letting the environment in East Palestine, Ohio, die. Why? Well, East Palestine is blue-collar, hard-working Americans. They believe in prayer. They believe in guns. Oh, and more than 75% of them voted for Donald Trump in the last election. So who cares if they die as far as Joe Biden is concerned, as far as these radical leftists are concerned? Who cares if their children get sick? Who cares if 10 years from now they all have cancers growing all over their bodies? They deserve it because they voted for that evil orange man. They voted for the evil orange man, so they deserve to die. Will they get FEMA money? Well, hell no. They have requested it. They've asked for it. No, they say, it wasn't a hurricane. It wasn't a tornado. So you don't get any FEMA money to help you out. And then the senator from up there, who, by the way, was endorsed by Donald Trump, J.D. Vance, he goes over to a crick, a crick that is feeding the wells that people are bathing the water from and drinking. And they say now, the Biden administration, oh, that water is safe. J.D. Vance walks over with a stick. It's on social media if you want to see it. And he pokes the water, and you should see what comes bubbling up. It's all those chemicals in the ground under the water. And as he pokes the ground, here comes on. And then you've got a citizen journalist. She walks over and does the same thing. She throws a rock into the water, and all these chemicals come bubbling up into the water, just, just contaminating the water like crazy. No help for the federal government. They say, hey, you know what? It, 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 it doesn't qualify. And again, I circle back to, isn't that something that ABC should be doing? Isn't this something that CBS with 60 Minutes should be doing? Shouldn't they be disturbing the waters there in East Palestine, Ohio, and showing the American people what's going on? Yet they won't even show up on, a, on, a, on the ground there. Meanwhile, a train carrying hazardous cargo derailed yesterday just outside of Detroit. <clears throat> Not a hazmat situation, says authorities up there. Pete Buttigieg finally spoke on all these train derailments. He says, look, there's a thousand of them a year, and, you know, it's just not a big deal. <laughs> Come on, sweetheart, stop. It's, o- it's only a thousand trains derailing a year. What? Don't worry your pretty little head over it. Now, I've got to go nurse my son. Stop it. Meanwhile, a fire at JFK Airport yesterday caused a major power outage. Terminal 1 is closed today. International flights diverted to other countries. To other countries. JFK. 
diverting flights to countries like New Zealand, etc., because Terminal 1 is closed down because there was a fire at an airport yesterday that caused a power outage. Then there was a massive five-acre fire in Florida, Kissimmee. I'm very familiar with that area. Been there a lot. I own property down there, in fact. Burning plastic at a nurse, plastic nursery pots. You know, when you go to, like, Home Depot and you buy flowers and all that kind of stuff, plants there in those plastic pots. Yeah, this, this place in Kissimmee makes all those. It's plastic. Massive five-acre fire. Do you know how big five acres is? Massive fire yesterday. All those plastic chemicals being put into the air near Disney World. What's at Disney World? What's at Disney World? What's at Disney World? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Hundreds of thousands of people. Hundreds of thousands that are now infected with what was in the air. Hundreds of thousands. And yet, the walking corpse of a president, Jackass Joe won't even take any questions from you through the media. Back in just a second, Trey Ware, KTSA. America's Diamond offers our five-year, 60-month... FM 1071. And it's a funky Red Friday. 521. KTSA. Get your morning funk on now. But don't eat your breakfast. I'm in the right place. Yeah. But it must have been wrong. What's that? I said right thing, but it must use the wrong line. And why is that? I've been on the right trail, <laughs> but I must use the wrong call. Yeah. Hit us in a bad place, and I wonder what's good for. Get the phone. I've been in the right place. Yeah. All right, let's play some sound for you this morning. Just a couple of bites this morning. <clears throat> and, and what I do, just so you know, is uh, I scour the Internet all day, and, uh, and uh, then I sleep for about four hours at night, and then I get back up and I scour the Internet. So when you hear when your cuts here or later in Sean's show, the 9 to 11, I've compiled all those, put those all together for you, and pass them off to Jimmy, and then we, we uh, put together a list uh, to play for you every morning. So we play them here, we play them on the Wear and Rima, and then Sean plays them a little bit later on on the 9 to 11. But uh, I put the put together a list of just a couple today because really everything else is pretty at. So let's start with number two, numero dos. This uh, stirred up the Internet yesterday. It's Don Lemon over on CNN. You know, he failed at night so horribly. They put him on in mornings with Poppy Harlow. She can't stand his ass. She, you could tell she wants to clobber him. In fact, she stormed off the set yesterday for about the 10th time after he said this. This whole talk about AIDS makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s what are you that's, talking? Not Wait. I, that's not according to me prime for what I, it depends I mean, it's just like prime if you look it up it'll say, if you look if you google when is a woman in her prime it'll say 20s 30s and 40s i don't necessarily 40s. Oh, I got i'm not saying decade. i agree with that so i think she has to be careful about saying that you know politicians aren't in their prime you need to need qualify to are you talking about prime for like childbearing or are you talking about what the facts are google it everybody at home when is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not.
not in their prime, and they need to be in their prime when they serve, because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to Google, you know, Google or whatever it is. I'm not a Nikki Haley fan. I'm not supporting Nikki Haley, but let me tell you something. This is misogynist, right? From a gay guy. <laughs> From a gay guy who, by the way, has his job because he's gay and black. You know, if he were straight and white, he'd be ca- his ass would be gone in a heartbeat. You know it. You, 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 you've heard me talk about this a lot. It doesn't matter if you could do the job. What matters is, do you check the boxes? And he checks the boxes. He's a gay black man. You got the gig, baby. We go. We, you can't fire him. Oh boy. Whoa. You talk about EEOC. You talk about lawsuits all all over the place. You fire him. You done. And CNN knows it. So he can say these things. Now, look. I'm not. I'm. Not, I've been in this business now my entire life. And I get it. Their ratings are horrible. So they're trying to come up with some controversy so there's talk. The girls on The View do it all the time. They come up with controversy so that there's talk. That's what, that's what works. That's what sells. Jerry Springer taught America what sells and what gets ratings. And that's conflict. That's controversy. Right? Right. So now all these companies like The View and like CNN, they figure that out. So we got to create some controversy. So look, a lot of this is probably made up. But but that doesn't mean that Don Lemon doesn't believe this crap all that he talks about, because he does. And he said, uh, you know, there's this whole thing on the Internet now. He apologized. He did not apologize. He said it was inartful, which means I should have said it. I still believe it, but I should have said it a different way. <laughs> okay? It was inartful. I should have said it a different way. So anyway, look, he, 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 that's, that's just the way he is. And everybody at, nobody at CNN likes working with a guy. But he doesn't get fired. I'm just pointing this out again. He's gay and he's black, so they won't fire him. It's like the sound I played for you yesterday of Joe Biden calling a black governor, boy, hey, boy, you got some arms on you there, boy. Now, again, like I pointed out yesterday, Donald Trump do that, whew, baby, it'd be all over the news. But Joe Biden did it. Nobody talked about it. So Don Lemon will, but but if he was a straight white dude on that show and he says stuff like that, shoot, he's out of there. He's gone, baby. All right, cut number one. Jimmy is Joe Biden. Let's see what he's got to say this morning. The walking corpse here, Jack Asher. Sir, Mr. President, Mr. President, there has been criticism. Mr. President, there has been criticism that this was an overreaction that was done because of political pressure. You turn my off and ask the question. We have more polite people. President of the United States refusing to answer questions of the media, the established media. Now, again, I'll tell you, thank God for citizen journalists who are on Twitter, who are on IG. Otherwise, you wouldn't know what's going on. You wouldn't even know that balloon was there. You wouldn't know about the chemicals in the water in Palestine, Ohio. You wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know that the plant, the plastics plant in Kissimmee burned down yesterday, putting plastics into the air that people five miles away. I know where this plant is. I know, I, I'm very familiar. That entire area, I've been to Disney like 50-some-odd times. So I'm very familiar with the area. And hundreds of thousands at Disney yesterday on all the Disney properties sucking in that air yesterday. And at 6.08, you're going to learn why. Matt Lohmeyer is going to be here, and you're going to learn why at 6.08 this morning. Partly Sunday today in 56, right now 37, Trey Ware, KTSA. Stop dealing with constant tooth pain and stop. Totally. 
and you'll want to hear what Matt Lohmeyer has to say about it coming up at uh, 608 this morning. Trey Ware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com, where right now my opening monologue about the country out of control is up if you want to hear it and you want to spread it around so the truth gets out there. Again, I keep saying this, but it's absolutely the truth. Without the citizen journalists on the ground at places like Finding the Balloon, at places like Palestine, Ohio, you're not going to know the truth. The media did not, will not tell you what's going on in our world. They refuse to. They are hiding and lying about what's actually going on. They're hiding the facts, and they're lying about what's actually going on. It takes somebody like Senator J.D. Vance to go stir the waters in a creek that people are bathing and drinking out of and showing, actually showing the chemicals rise in the creek. Same thing is true with a citizen journalist who was there, and she throws a rock across it, and you see just gurgling and bubbling up. And no wonder thousands and tens of thousands of fish and chickens and birds and everything else are dying up there. And yet, Joe Biden says, no, you don't get disaster relief. You're not a disaster. Who are you kidding? He's weaponizing FEMA against a blue-collar, hard-hat, hard-working area who voted for Donald Trump. You see, you rubes, you voted for the wrong guy, and so now you're going to die. You're going to get cancer in a few years and die because you voted for Orange Man. I'm telling you, he's weaponized not only the FBI, but now FEMA. He weaponized the FBI against parents in Virginia. He's weaponized the FBI against people who are crying and praying in front of abortion mills. Now he's weaponizing FEMA against the people of Ohio who will surely have health consequences due to this. And then a major, major, major fire at a plastics plant in Kissimmee, Florida. Oh, just that all that black smoke wafting right over to Disney World, where hundreds of thousands of people are at Disney World, breathing in a bunch of plastic, hundreds of thousands, and nothing. Nothing from Jackass Joe. And now you've got JFK, a fire at JFK Airport. Terminal 1, two days in a row, closed at JFK Airport. Flights are being diverted. We had an air miss up here. By the way, I have some very dear friends whose best friend is the pilot of that FedEx jet. They sent me his information, his stuff about that. When, when, when the FedEx jet almost collided with the Southwest jet in Austin? You bet. We're being messed with right now, folks. This country is being messed with. From balloons in the sky to this week alone, our Air Force having to chase off numerous Russian bombers and fighters. This week alone. And 1,000 trains derailing a year. And Pete Buttigieg says yesterday, well, that's just normal. Don't, don't worry, you're pretty to the head. It's okay. It's just 1,000 trains falling off the tracks with hazmat materials all over the country. What is going on in America? It's the slow grind to take us over without ever firing a shot. Won't take airplanes with bombs. Won't take a nuke missile. One step at a time. One step at a time. Let's go to line one. And, Mike, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday, Mike. Yeah, yeah, brother. I'm 
I told you yesterday, I'm down here in Daytona. I watched the races last night, a lot of action. A lot of action. I was hoping Kyle Busch was going to win that race, and uh, he got took out, by another, took, took out by another car uh, do, on, you know, now, Mike, uh, running single Mike, I got to ask you, do you, same, huh? do you, let me ask you, do you think he, I, I don't, you know, it, it, to me that was just a racing incident, but I hated it for Kyle, man. You know, he, he's bumping him going down a straightaway. They're drafting going down a straightaway. He just kept hitting him and hitting him and hitting him. He finally got him crossways and into the wall at 200 miles an hour going down the back straightaway. What a horrible thing, man. It's awful. Yeah. Well, 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 like Kyle Butch said, say, you, you, don't, you don't push somebody going down the straightaway, not at those type of speeds. And that, from what they're saying about the new car, it doesn't line up very good. <sighs> yeah, the, uh, it doesn't, Bush. man. It really yeah, I mean, doesn't. You know, I hate, I hate to see it, you know, yeah. for Butch, because I think he would have won. Oh, but I yeah. want to say something about Palestine. I want to say something about Palestine right quick. Can you believe, can you believe that the, uh, you, you can probably talk about this after I hang out with you. Can you believe that the train, the company that owns the train organization, they had the nerve to say why they didn't send a representative to that meeting they had yesterday <laughs> because they felt, they felt like their safety was in jeopardy. Well, how about, how about hiring you for security guards? How about you getting the police department to come in with your, with your people so they can talk to the people yeah. about what happened? But what, but I'll tell you the biggest slap in the face to all these people. You know, I've talked to you over the last few months about all the money that Biden is sending over to Ukraine. Yep. Can you believe that Joe Biden had the nerve to turn down FEMA to say that he wasn't going to send any money to these people because it wasn't a natural disaster, yep. it wasn't a hurricane or yep. a tornado? Joe Biden, Joe Biden ought to be ashamed of himself, and he ought to be kicked out of the White House for treating his own people like that. And I thank you for taking my call this morning. <laughs> Mike, enjoy Florida, man. Please call me on Monday. Let me how it went. All right? Thank you, man, very much. So here's the deal. When the people from the railroad uh, said, you know, we're not going to go, from the train company said, we're not going to go to that meeting, it wasn't because when they said, we're afraid for our safety. I figured this out. It was portrayed by the media. It was portrayed by the media as if they were afraid of the citizens of East Palestine. They weren't afraid of the citizens of East Palestine. They're afraid that they're going to get cancer. They're afraid that they're going to breathe in toxic waste. They're afraid that they're going to get it in their lungs and they're going to die. And they're going to get it on their bodies when they shower at the hotel and they're going to die. They're not afraid of the citizens up there. The citizens aren't going to hurt them. That's how it was portrayed by your lying ass media. That's how the media portrayed it. But no, that's not what they're afraid of. They don't want to go breathe that air. They don't want to go shower in that water. They don't want to eat in the restaurants where the food is prepared with that water. They don't want to go there because they know the crap that's in the air. They know how dangerous it is. They know it. That's the same reason Pete Buttigieg will not go there. He's the, he's the secretary. The president will not go there. They don't want to get what's in the air. That's why. It has nothing to do with the the citizens are going to beat us up. The citizens are going to kill us. That's what the media told you. That's a lie. Another lie from the media. We're not concerned about the citizens up there. They know the citizens are harmless. The air is not. The water is not harmless. That's the threat to these people. That's why they won't go. Now, point number two that Mike just made, and I've made it before. Joe Biden is emptying our nation and our resources into Ukraine. Because why? He's compromised. It's corrupt. He's corrupt. 
The politicians are corrupt. And, and, and I, I, listen, we're going to read books about this, about how they were on the take. And a lot of that resource that went into Ukraine flowed right back to a lot of these politicians in our country. We're going we're gonna to find that stuff out. Citizen journalists, should they survive, are going to find that stuff out. But, Mike, your point is exactly right. $120 billion into Ukraine, plus jets, or, or plus bombs, plus missiles, plus guns, plus bullets, plus tanks into Ukraine, and they can't give a little bit of money to East Palestine, Ohio. Now, I want that to sink in with you for just a minute. Mitch McConnell said yesterday, yesterday, the most important thing that we have to do in our country right now is win in Ukraine. Mitch McConnell said the most important thing facing America today is we must win in Ukraine. You know, people in East Palestine, Ohio, whose water is contaminated, whose air is contaminated, their children are being told to drink and bathe in this stuff. And our most important thing is East Pal- is, is, is Ukraine. And we'll spend whatever we need to spend in Ukraine. And there's no limit to the amount of money we're going to spend to Ukraine. We've got a president shooting toy balloons out of the air. We have the Russians flying nuke bombers over the northern sectors of our country. We have the Chinese spying on us in every way possible. We have an open border where God knows who's coming across, how many terrorists and how many army members from China, how many members of the Chinese army have come across our southern border. How many? And yet, the most important thing for us to do is to make sure Ukraine wins. You want to explain that one to me? You, I'm, I'm an extremely intelligent guy. Extremely intelligent. School of hard knocks. I'm very smart. But I can't figure that one out. Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hard water coming in and out of your home is like a rodeo. Say morning news with Trey Ware. Appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Now, Jimmy, we need to turn the phone up. All right. We need to get some bass slapping. We need to start getting down, all right? It's 552 at KTSA. So, 210-599-5555. Set me straight. 120-plus million to Ukraine. Guns and tanks and missiles to Ukraine. Joe Biden says that's endless. I'll do that forever. Mitch McConnell says that's the most important issue that America faces is winning in Ukraine. Now, we got got 1,000 trains off the track. we got toxic chemicals and toxic chemicals in the air and water in America all over, primarily right now East Palestine, but it's happening in other places as well. They had another train derailment in Detroit yesterday. Toxic chemicals, you got Russian bombers overhead. You got the Chinese spying on us. You got an open border with Lord knows who's coming across. Gangbangers, probably members of, of other countries' military like China. They probably sent military army, you know, their Marines guys in here too. You got airport chaos, JFK, shut down, Terminal 1, yesterday and today because of a fire at JFK. You got airport chaos. Remember two weeks ago when the entire system went down. You got violent crime rising in the streets. 
a country out of control, and our number one issue is to win in Ukraine. But that's okay. We got spiraling inflation out of control. We got the new inflation numbers, and yep, they're back up, just flying high. Price of everything going out of sight. But the White House has fed a story to the Wall Street Journal. You know what you need to do? If you can't afford the, the high cost of food and all the inflation that's going around right now, just don't eat. That's their answer. In a piece in the Wall Street Journal, to save money, maybe you should just skip breakfast. Just stop eating. You know, Biden's inflation is high. And if it's too high for you, the answer is from the administration. Because this, this was a piece, as I tell you, this is not some journalist coming up with this. They write these pieces in central places. They, they email them out to various news sites, and the news sites just read them. So the Wall Street Journal put this piece up. Buying inflation too high for you? We don't eat. You know, in fact, in the morning, just have a cup of coffee. You know, inflation really isn't the problem. You are. The fact that you like to eat. <laughs> the, fact, the fact that you want to consume food and the fact that you want to continue to exist, that's the problem. It's inflation is not the problem. High cost of eggs isn't the problem. That's not the issue. The issue is you. You want to eat eggs. <laughs> <laughs> you'd like to consume a meal every now and then that's the problem you need to just cut that out stop it if you didn't eat any food we'd be fine we wouldn't have any inflation inflation wouldn't be a problem if you didn't eat <laughs> no they're not kidding no it's not a babylon b article it's an actual article in the wall street journal and you know it comes from the leftists look man the way to deal with the inflation problem just don't eat there are moments of greatness and inspiration. And Shali Alma, 24 years old, is a moment of inspiration. Show the video to your daughters. Exercising in her apartment complex gym in Florida. Xavier Thomas Jones was standing by the door. This was at night. She was alone in the gym. Standing by the door like, hey, man, can you let me in? And, of course, she walks over there and let him in. She figured he was just another guy coming in to work out that he lived there in the apartment complex or something like that. No, he wasn't. He was there to rape her. He was there to rape her. Took in after her. She grabbed her phone. She was trying to call 911. But she hit him. And she kicked him. And she pulled out his beard hair. In short, she kicked his ass. That's what she did. And then she was able to leave. He was caught when he tried to rape another woman so he's been charged but here's the point she fought back she fought back hard she pulled his beard hair that hurts she kicked him in places that really hurt so nashali alma you're an inspiration and yes that video that video of you fighting back that should be shown Little girls everywhere saying, this is what you do. This is how you do it. You kick his ass, and you keep coming with it. You keep fighting him. You keep punching him. You pull everything that you can get your hands on. You kick him right between the legs. You do everything you can do. You gnaw. You scratch. You bite. Bite hard. You do everything. But the most important thing you can do, honey, is get yourself a 9 millimeter and learn how to use it and put it in your gym bag. And so when you're working out at night in the gym, 
and some SOB comes over and he wants to get after you, you say, okay, you get away from me, and then you do what you got to do. The chaos in the streets, it's intended, it's planned, it's all part of what they're doing, and you're going to find out more with my next guest at 608. Matt Lohmeyer joins me. Trey Ware, KTSA. Constant tooth pain is no fun at all. It affects Funky Red Friday. We wear red on Friday to remember everyone deployed. It's 605, Trey Ware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071. The Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. And thank God again for our citizen journalists who are out there. You're not getting it from the mainstream media. You're not going to get the truth. They're lying to you, and they're covering up facts. But we have a whole new breed of citizen journalists who are on the new Twitter and IG. Without them, you wouldn't know about the balloon passing overhead. You wouldn't know about what's going on in Palestine, East Palestine, Ohio, with all the chemicals in the ground. $120 plus million dollars to Ukraine. Guns, tanks, missiles to Ukraine. Joe Biden says that'll go on forever. Mitch McConnell says that's the most important issue that faces America. Meanwhile, in America, we have a 1,000 trains off the rails, according to the Transportation Secretary. We have toxic chemicals in our air and water because of these train derailments. We have Russian bombers overhead. We have an open border with God knows who's coming across, including members of other countries' military, probably Chinese Army. We have airport chaos. JFK, Terminal 1, shut down for the second day in a row because of a fire. We've got violent crime in the streets, and Biden is now weaponizing FEMA against U.S. citizens. Telling the folks in East Palestine, Ohio, no, you're not going to get any help. No. You know why? Because more than 75% of them voted for orange man, orange man bad. But folks, with as much as this is being out of control, and you can hear my opening monologue from last hour on the Treyware page, ktsa.com, it's all planned. What you're watching and what we're living through is the planned destruction of the United States. And my guest, Matthew Lohmeyer, just amazing work in a brand new book, Irresistible Revolution. He's got a podcast. And I have him joining me now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline to talk about these things. And, Matt, thank you very much for coming on. Yep, happy to be here with you. Thanks for having me. And I should address you as Colonel because that's what you are, and you were in our Space Force, which... I praise Donald Trump for thinking about what we need to be doing in space because the Chinese want to fight us there as well. They've made that perfectly clear. But uh, let's stick with, with what's going on in, in, in today's world and here in the United States, and we see this chaos that's going on. What do you think about what's happening right now? Yeah, I really like, um, Trey, how you've opened up in your monologue. I guess I call it a monologue. It's the first part of the show that I've heard this morning. But the absurdity of it all should really be shocking to every American. All of those things uh, that you've mentioned, we've been so desensitized to this kind of thing showing up in the news cycle. But uh, I I mentioned yesterday on Glenn Beck's show uh, a question. Must military force be used to destroy a country? And the answer to that question is, of course not. And China has understood that for a very long time. Now, it's not just China that seeks uh, to undermine the United States, but as a state actor, they are mentioned in our national security strategy, in our national defense strategy, as the top priority of those planners and policymakers and decision makers in this country 
who are concerned about threats to the country. China's been in there for years, but China understands you don't need to use direct kinetic military might to defeat the United States. In fact, for the last couple of decades, they've been seeking to undermine and diminish and destroy the United States using every means but kinetic means, uh, which includes the spy balloons, of course, that we've recently talked about, but it goes so much deeper than that. Anything that you can think of when you put your imagination to work is something that the Chinese have been exploiting for a very long time to undermine our sovereignty, our territorial integrity, uh, and, and the unity of the United States. We had a president just a few short years ago that was taking on China. He started to talk about China back in the 1980s, and he said that's going to be our biggest threat. Of course, I'm talking about Donald Trump. He had been on several of those talk shows, Oprah Winfrey and others, talking about how, yeah, eventually a president's going to have to deal with China. And he was dealing with China. And um, and I happen to believe that the, the whole COVID thing, uh, all part of removing him from office, that they will weaponize anything, including COVID, uh, whether they invented it for such purposes or not, there's clear weaponization of that. They're now weaponizing fentanyl and sending it across the southern border, and it's killing about 100,000 of our youth every year. So there's no doubt in my mind, and when we look about what's going on you know, nationwide, Matt, do you believe that a lot of these things are kind of connected when we look at what's happening at our airports, when we look at what's happening with our trains and the derailments, when we look at violent crime in the streets? How could How could all this not be connected and planned? It's an excellent question. Frankly, uh, th- that's great foresight on behalf of uh, former President Trump to have identified decades ago that China was going to be, be become probably the greatest state actor threat that we have in this country. But it's not just China. As I mentioned, the World Economic Forum yeah. has been uh, very open, and some of its actors and other, frankly, uh, leaders in the international uh, political community have been very open about the Great Reset, for example, and coordinated plans to undermine Western influence on the world stage. One of the things that President Reagan said, which Americans have always remembered, is that we maintain peace through strength, and weakness only invites aggression. And so even without a plan, but there is a plan, but even without a plan, the kind of weakness we've exhibited as a country over the past couple of years it inevitably invites aggression from other state actors. And so if it hadn't been planned, we'd still see a lot of the problems that uh, we're facing today because of the weakness of our posture on the world stage. But there is a plan in place, and it's all the more easy to take advantage of of, of the weakness and vulnerability uh, of a diminished, economically weakened uh, United States with an open border and all the other problems that your listeners are seeing I mean, it would be foolish for Xi Jinping, for example, to not capitalize on the moment that he's that he's faced with in his effort to rise uh, to an ideological and geopolitical um, position of influence on the world stage at the cost, I'm sorry, at, at the expense of the United States. Matthew Lohmeyer is my guest, and the great book, what, the latest book is Irresistible uh, Revolution, talking about the neo-Marxists and how they position themselves throughout our entire society. And, and Matt, when I heard you, it, it just made me think, because I, I talk about a lot of these same issues, how the neo-Marxists have positioned themselves in education, and they're indoctrinating our, our kids and telling them to hate our country, teaching our children at a very young age to hate our country and to hate white people just because they're white. 
and and that's truth right and that's going on in our schools the same thing is true with our media our media is completely corrupt they are a force against the american people right now and i've mentioned in my opening monologue thank god for citizen journalists and the new twitter because they're out there we wouldn't have known about the spy balloon had it not been for a couple of guys that looked up in the sky and had their phones with them uh this 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 president right. wasn't going to tell us and i happen to believe by the way because we know, and you know this coming from the Space Force, you know that they saw that balloon leave China. It went all the way across the water before it ever got close to land. They had plenty of opportunities to take it down. But I happen to believe Joe Biden is compromised because of all the money that has, flown, that has uh, gone, f- flowed through his family and the family operations. Right. But he let it go. He just said, fine. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's pretty good and educated guess to make about, uh, you know, it, it, it's a very likely reason as to why, uh, we tolerate uh, certain threats to our country. It, it's a very good uh, suggestion. You know, what, one of the things I believe is that we've been in a Cold War with China for a number of years, and, and China has been very clear openly uh, that they believe that they're in a war with the United States. But we're not just in a Cold War with China. We're also in a kind of cold civil war here at home, and yeah. people are starting to talk about that in the last couple of years. That's a terrible combination for this country, and I, I hate to always be talking about all of the downside that we're facing as I go about the country speaking and, and joining radio shows, but you know, it takes a lot of concerted effort to help wake Americans up in this country, and usually nations recognize their own peril just a little bit too late, but there are plenty of enemies uh, and people that hate our country right here at home to say nothing of foreign actors, who um, have now done, as I mentioned in my book, even the unthinkable. They haven't just infiltrated our education system. Our long-trusted uh, bastion of patriotism and conservatism, the United States military, has also been infiltrated uh, by people, wittingly or not, who both hate our country and are happy to talk about it. And they're, they're wearing the uniform of the country right now as well. And they happen to be in senior military leadership positions right now, like Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. Hold your line, because I want to get that on the other side of the break. Matthew Lohmeyer is my guest. The the name of the book is Irresistible Revolution. When we come back, we're going to talk about what they're doing to the military, a topic that we have talked about many times on the show and how they are bringing about a revolution within our military. It's a big story. We are Military City USA. More with Matt Lohmeyer coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. Meet Joe A. Hi. Joe B. Hello. And stay connected. It's Funky Red Friday. Wear red today. Remember, everyone deployed 620. Trey Wear, KTSA, Irresistible Revolution with Matthew Lohmeyer, L-O-H-M-E-I-E-R, MatthewLohmeyer.com. He's on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Now, you were a lieutenant colonel in the Space Force, and what happened when they separated you? What, what, what was that all about, and why did that happen? Well, for some time, uh, I had seen, and it wasn't just me, but my initial experience was that I was seeing what you've labeled accurately, a neo-Marxist oppressor versus oppressed, white versus black narrative of affairs in the United States, and also just your standard neo-Marxist anti-American rhetoric was being pushed by our senior military leaders throughout the military in the form of diversity and inclusion trainings. I wrote a book exposing that long after, in fact, giving feedback to my chain of command and filing a formal written inspector general's complaint, but it was for writing a book about that topic and tying the current social justice activism and all of the uh, anti-Americanism that we see to 
a lineage of ideas that is rooted in Marxist ideology. It was for writing that book that I ended up being fired, separated from the military without my pension, and uh, after that ended up speaking around the country, uh, frankly, ever since, trying to inform people about what's happening in the, in the United States military. And you were on the way to meet with your superior officer, uh, which uh, resulted in your firing and your separation, and he got yeah. a call from a Politico reporter that already right. knew, already knew about it. Right, it was clear that it had been coordinated in advance. The Space Force had um, coordinated the issuance of a of a of Military dot com. She worked for Military dot com at the time. She now works for Politico, but they had a good relationship with her. They coordinated the release of a story the following morning, and she called me on the way to my boss's office asking what my feelings were after being fired. And uh, I said, oh, well, uh, you caught me just a few minutes too early, apparently. I'm on my way to my boss's office uh, right now. And I then understood why it was that I'd been called into my boss's office after duty hours on a Friday afternoon. I lived on the military base at Buckley Air Force Base. Uh, But yeah, they got word that I had published a book at the beginning of May 2021. Couldn't have possibly got their hands on it yet to read the book. And out of fear, is my best suspicion, out of fear because of the given climate, they fired me, hoping to cover their own back and backs. And uh, then investigated to see if I did something illegal or unethical. And in fact, I hadn't. And so they were in a pretty hard place. So now there's several things that stick out in my mind concerning our military. And you know San Antonio is a big military uh, town, of yeah. course. And uh, mil- we call ourselves Military City USA. We have joint mm-hmm. bases all over the place here. A lot of training goes on at Randolph. All the training for the for the med- medicine, the military goes goes uh, happens right over here at Samsey, not far Bamsey from where I am. And of course, if you come into the Air Force as an airman, you're going to go through Lackland. So we do a lot of that here in San Antonio. A lot of the live fire stuff is done over at Camp Bullis. I, I, over the past couple of years, since this administration in particular has been in, but this has been going on prior to this administration as well, the military has really gone woke, and they've really pursued this whole thing about social justice to the point where General um, Milley says, I need to understand my own white privilege and how it affects how I lead the military, how he says that I will call China. If we're going to attack China, then I'm going to call our adversaries first and let them know right. we're going to attack them. Lloyd Austin says, the Secretary of Defense, his number one priority is dealing with white supremacy in the military. Mm. So I hear from guys all the time, Matt, who say, look, I'm getting out. Uh, first of all, this is unattractive for people to get in in the first place, and recruiting is way, way down, about 30% off of right. what it should be. Uh, retention is horrific now. Guys are getting out very quickly, and it's all a result of this woke bullcrap that they're putting our guys and, and ladies through. You're 100% correct. Uh, I predicted in my book that this was going to be a big problem, uh, and it, it's really a no-brainer. Of course, people are going to be disincentivized from service. Uh, you know, in, we have an all-volunteer force in this country, and people sign up to serve in uniform because they believe there's something worth serving. They believe there's a country that's worth defending. When they're taught about the systemic racism of their country, how oh, irredeemably racist it is, how how evil the country is, good point. Why, if you if you buy into it, yeah. why would you want? to sign up to serve in an all-volunteer force to serve a country that's not deserving of your defense. And if you don't buy into it, you're disincentivized likewise because that's not what you signed up for in the first place. You don't want to be bombarded with ideology when you're in uniform. So at very least, let me say this point, at very least, focusing on all of these false and anti-American narratives 
and, and, and false narratives of American history is a distraction and causes us to misplace our priorities. But at worst, it's dividing the military, it's crippling our recruitment and retention efforts, and frankly, it's far more likely that it's, it's the worst, it's the latter. And a divided military isn't the kind of military the American people can put their trust in. Right. Now, I don't want to leave everybody without hope, because I, I, this is why I do what I do. I fully believe, and I have yeah. hope, that as we wake people up, because ABC's not going to wake them up, CNN's not going to wake them up, CBS is not going to wake them up, it's you, it's me, it's people like us doing shows like this, and your podcast, and your book, who are going to wake people up. And I believe we can win this. Now, it's not going to be done overnight, and it's not going to be easy. Nothing worth having is done overnight. Nothing worth having is done in an easy fashion but as we wake people up and tell them the truth and tell them the truth and tell them the truth i think we can uh, turn this around i have all the hope that we can turn this around i'm not hopeless that's a great uh, way to end in fact um we should be all the more grateful for those who are currently willing to stick it out in the military and serve in an all-volunteer force there's so many good people so many patriots who serve in our military that are deserving of our gratitude and respect, who frankly right now are being disincentivized from further service by the senior military leadership based on some of what they're being bombarded with, but they stick it out nevertheless because they believe in defending the American people and they're trying to make a difference from within. MatthewLohmeyer.com. It's L-O-H-M-E-I-E-R, MatthewLohmeyer.com. You can also get Irresistible Revolution there or at Amazon.com or wherever you get books. I hope we can talk again, Matt. Thanks, Trey. Really enjoyed it. All right, so Matthew Lohmeyer is where you get all that details. Now, when we come back, quick break for the news. When we come back, we're going to dive into some of the other stories of the day. Trey Ware, KTSA. Stop dealing with constant tooth pain and stop. Give me some funky. Funky Friday. And it's red. Hmm. We're remembering everybody deployed. Feeling good on Friday. Here's the master, Rick James. She's a very kinky girl. All right, good morning. It's uh, KTSA 210-599-5555. Trey Ware here. There's Elaine. There's Jimmy. And there's Don right over there. And uh, Ware and Rhyme are coming up at, uh, at 7. I uh, wanted to mention a couple things real quick. Uh, first of all, Revival is breaking out of America again, apparently at Asbury College, as it did in 1970. Now, we've had revivals in our country before. Um, I am quite a student of the Bible and, uh, and the history of of Christianity and here in the United States, care about it a lot, got an extensive library. And in revival in particular, I mean, I go back to Jonathan Edwards. <laughs> wow. Sinners in the hand of an angry God. George Whitfield preaching in open air on fields to 20,000 people without amplification. <laughs> and, of course, the birth of our nation, the beginnings of our country, were all based on, hey, we got to have a revival. we got to we got to turn back toward God and focus on God and, and what he wants from us and for us. And throughout the years, we have had revivals that have happened here. I, I can't wait because next week the Jesus movie is coming out. I'm really excited about that. That goes back to Lonnie Frisbee and the hippie culture out in California that started with Chuck Smith at Calvary Chapel when he met Lonnie Frisbee at his house and opened his church, Calvary Chapel, in Costa Mesa to the hippies. At the time, and I remember the culture, I remember that time, straight-laced people didn't want anything to do with hippies. In fact, Chuck Smith said, man, they need a bath. (laughs) But his wife kept praying for the hippies. 
And a revival hit, California, revival hit America, really, through that movement. And one of the guys that come out of the movement was a guy by the name of Chuck Laurie. I follow Chuck all the time. I'm, uh, Greg Laurie, <laughs> sorry. And I follow him all the time. And Harvest Fellowship is his church, and he's written a number of great books. And, and he's behind this movie that's coming out next week. I'm really super excited about it. About a year and a half or so ago, two years ago, I did a deep dive into the Jesus movement because I, I was alive when it happened. I remember when it happened. And I remember all the focus on it, and it was really cool. It's really a cool time. So the kids at Asbury College in Kentucky, they started a prayer meeting. I guess it was a week and a half or so ago. I'm not clear on the dates. It hadn't stopped yet. <laughs> so I don't know if it's real revival or not. Sometimes you don't know it until all of us are gone and our, you know, our kids and grandkids look back on the time. But uh, they're, they're still there at the church. They haven't left place is packed and people are coming from all over the world people from brazil people from england all over the world coming here to go to asbury college and be a part of the prayer meeting so anyway uh pretty cool deal we're going to have some guests on next week from that and see how things are going and see if it continues on it's a pretty cool deal to, to see what's happening Nettie's House of Spaghetti in Tenton Falls, New Jersey. No more kids under 10. I have to tell you a real quick story. Nancy and I were out having a oh, fairly nice dinner. This has been years ago, long time ago. It was a steak dinner. And one of those places with low ceilings and darkness <laughs> and a good steak. And uh, Mama comes in, and her boy was probably, I don't know, six, seven, something like that. And out of control. And we were the only ones sitting in this part of the restaurant. And he's climbing all over the tables. He's running around the restaurant and all that. And it brought my steak to me, which pretty expensive stuff at the time, you know. I set it down, and he came right over to our table and stood where his nose and mouth were about table height, you know, and just stared at my food. <laughs> and I'm thinking... In fact, I think I said to him, you want some? Are you that hungry? And finally, he went back to the table where his mama was sitting. But she was preoccupied doing something else. Now, I was one of those guys because my dad demanded it that you, and I went to every, my dad had a philosophy that if, if my kids weren't welcome, then I'm not welcome. So it, it's how I learned how to do business. He took me to me. I used to sit on Red McComb's desk when I was four, five, six, seven years old. Right at the end of his, Red will tell you that if you ever talk to him. I used to be there. My dad would leave and leave me with Red McCombs. But you know why? Because my dad had me trained to be a gentleman at a very young age. You didn't get out of control. You didn't run your mouth. You sat and you, you were a gentleman. You dressed nicely. And you were a gentleman. This nonsense we see where kids have phones or the parents have the phones and are ignoring the kids and the kids are running all over the place and, you know, the toy all looks like a bomb went off in it because toys are strewn everywhere because the kids play with the toys and just throw them on the ground. And that would have never happened in my house. I don't know what your house is like. That would have never happened in my house. Ooh, man. Uh-uh. You pick something up, you put it right back the way it was. And, you know, we'd go places and they'd have handrails and stuff. And you see people sitting on handrails. Uh-uh. They didn't build out handrail for you to sit on. Boy, get down. Get down. 
Now he wasn't a bad guy. He was teaching me. He was, I, I, that's how I learned to be a man. That's how I learned discipline. That's how I learned order. And that's something we're not teaching kids today. We're not teaching them order. We're not teaching them self-respect or respect for others. We're not teaching them respect for property. We're not teaching them these things that are very important for an ordered society. And all you got to do is look around and see that our society is not very ordered right now, is it? Pretty chaotic, pretty messy, and it's going to be even more so because a lot of the kids now are not being taught respect for others, respect for property, how to be a gentleman, how to be a lady. They're not being taught those things. My dad used to call them little hellions, and that's pretty much pretty much right. Out of control. So Nettie's House of Spaghetti in Tenton Falls, New Jersey, says if they're under 10, don't bring them. Quote, we love kids, we really do. But the noise levels, the lack of space, the crazy messes and kids running around out of control, we can't have them here anymore. Are they wrong? Are they horrible people at Nettie's House of Spaghetti? For saying no more kids under 10? Sounds to me like a place I want to go eat. <laughs> I think I'd love to take my wife. <laughs> and yes, my granddaughters who know how to be ladies and sit like ladies and act like ladies. That sounds like the kind of place I want to go. How about you? 210-599-5555. Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hard water coming in and out of your home is like a rodent. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Why are you shaking your head? You're looking at me like in, in an accusatory way. <laughs> You didn't do it. I didn't do it. I've been in here dealing with computer issues all day. So What's up in there? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing up in here. Oh, That's the no. problem. <laughs> Viagra. Yeah. Viagra for the computer. Now, wait a oh, minute. Do you, do you have an infection over there or what? No, it, it, there were some software updates. Yeah. And uh, Oh, well, there you go. It does it every time. Know, it's like trying to put a, a circle where a square should be sometimes. You so. know, uh, when we first moved over here to these studios, uh, it was a mess, and nothing worked right, and so it was just, uh, IT didn't work out correctly, and every Wednesday, I would come in, mm-hmm. and all the computers were reconfigured and all screwed up, and we do everything, the music we play, the commercials, everything off the computers, it's screwed up every Wednesday, every right. Wednesday. So I went to the, the powers, and I said, hey man, uh, every Wednesday, the computers are screwed up. I don't know what's going on, but what, come in on Wednesday, and it's all a mess i don't know what the story oh you're just you you know fart you don't know what you're talking about you don't know technology that's they they blew me off about a year later about a year later they came and said you know we figured out that wednesday deal they forced microsoft or whoever it was was forcing updates at 2 a.m on wednesday morning and it reset everything on our computer that was going when i first started working oh there you go yeah so So, yeah i got your back on that one thank you very much because you know i was right yeah i was right hey he was just jimmy was just playing more bounce and you know that's my friday motorcycle when i leave the neighborhood that's playing on the motorcycle because i love love it i did not know that roger was killed by his brother yeah, that's I. I just they learned were, that they a couple were in of weeks the band ago. Together. I I just learned that yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Roger, who is the voice on all that, and he did all did all that synthesized funk stuff that uh, the, you hear in more bounce. Uh, the vocoder working full time on that. He really yeah. did, and we loved it. Right at the time, yeah. it was really innovative and cool and all that. His brother shot and killed. They had a. They were fighting over money, huh? 
Wasn't that, the, yeah. wasn't that the story? Right. The family was all fighting over money, and yeah. the whole family was involved. And he had Roger had made all the money, right? Yeah. He was the brains behind the operation, yeah. obviously. Right. And his brother finds him in a parking lot one day outside of a recording studio, wasn't it? I think it was a recording studio. And shot him in the car. And then drove off and shot himself. What a mess. It was. I had no idea. Yep. Didn't know that. Roger Troutman. Roger Troutman. That's right. More bounds to the ounce. Yeah, well, much more about. He did. He remade a Motown song back in the late '80s or something. I don't remember. Was it you my? Was it my girl? You. I, I bet it was. Up. I bet it was. He, you know, he kind of had that same twist on a on a Motown song. <laughs> that um, whole my more bounce thing. Yeah, he had the vocoder thing going on, and I can't remember which one it was. We'll have to look it up because maybe Jimmy yeah, can play it. Maybe. Uh, I I am getting emails, Jimmy, about the uh, the Friday morning national anthem. Uh, Friday, we start every show at five oh five with the national anthem, and we usually have like the Army Band of the West version of it that we play. Uh, this morning on Friday mornings, because it's Red Friday, we're playing the uh, Chris Stapleton version from the Super Bowl, and I'm getting emails like crazy. People love that man. It's uh, it's funny. It's so moving. You're going to start every Friday, teary eyed. You and I were crying. Yes, we were doing the Nick Sariani thing. We were sitting here with tears going. I I actually it's moving. I, I had the hair on the back of my neck stand up while that while he was doing that. It was great, man. What a what well, an awesome what you person. Were doing yes. Well, I didn't have the volume on because I was dealing with all this stuff, and I had the, the volume turned down. You know down why I was crying? <laughs> yeah, because my computers weren't working. That's why you were crying. I was crying because of that, and then I was crying five minutes ago because of my knee. I thought you stepped on a Lego or something. <laughs> that would do yeah. it, man, especially not now with the knee. Years ago, I had the opportunity to go to Langley and Dover with a general of the Air Force. It was a wonderful trip. Uh, Bayless Miller was on there with me. Thad Ziegler was on there with me and a few others. We had a really good time traveling with the general up to Dover and Langley. We got to see the F-22 before it was ever uh, released. It was locked up in a in a hangar, and we got to go in there and see that. We got a briefing from the head of the of the Air Force, the secretary of the Air Force, it's really, really a cool, cool trip. But with as cool as all of that was, the coolest part of that trip was flying the boom on a KC-135. That is the tanker aircraft that you see with a boom come out the back to refuel our bombers, refuel our fighters now, too, and refuel the C-5s out at Kelly. So we on the way back... Um, the general says, how would you like to fly the boom? And I said, yeah. I don't know anything about it. Do you know how to ride a motorcycle? I said, yeah, okay. You know the answer to that question. So I go to the back of the plane. You lay down on this kind of a bench-like thing, like a workout kind of bench. Yeah. You, you, lay, look, you, you look, look down through the little bubble You've seen thing. this? Yeah. Okay. You lay down on the bench and literally motorcycle handlebars. Yeah. And you push the button and the boom goes out. And then you squeeze the other button and the fuel goes out. I, I know you guys are going, well, that's really rudimentary. I, I'm sure there's a lot more to it. Oh, but it's, that's, that's pretty much lot, it. Right? There's a lot going on there that, yeah. that you can't see. Well, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and the boom, of course, has wings on it. That's the best way to tiny little wings because you're flying. It's actually sure. flying. Yeah. And so um, you extend it out. You're laying there and you extend it out. And we were like over El Paso, okay? Because when we came back, they launched a C5 out of Kelly so we could refuel it. And I will never forget that look. 
because all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'm looking through the little bubble down there, I'm flying the boom, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this gigantic mother of an airplane <laughs> appears underneath me, Yeah, like within striking right. distance. Because you can't see it coming because no. your field of view is so narrow. When you don't see down it. Through this, you right? don't see it. All of a sudden, boom, there's this gigantic there airplane. Yes. And the pilot was probably 5'5 five, five and blonde and beautiful. <laughs> she looks up at me and waves. Yeah, and in the meantime, you're spilling fuel all over West Texas <laughs> because much, you're not paying attention. Pretty much, pretty much. I said, honey, don't pull back on the stick because you're going to hit my tail back here. <laughs> said, that's not going to be good. It's not the first time he said <laughs> that either. That's exactly if I had a nickel for every time I've said yeah. that. Don't pull. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. It was great. It was a great moment. I got to refuel the C five. It was really a cool moment. I enjoyed the heck Excellent. out of it. They're they're now they have they have forced all the KC one thirty fives. They're grounded all of them. Every last one of them. They grounded them yesterday because the tails are falling off. So that's not good. No, no. Tail, tail falls off of an airplane, and you know that's not a good thing to have happen. So they're, they've grounded the entire fleet of KC-135 refuelers, and uh, I'm glad mine didn't fall off because that's where I was. I was in the tail laying down. Right. That wouldn't have been good, you know, and didn't even have a shoot on. Anyway. Put a damper on your day real quick. We're El Paso. Hey, wait a minute. I'm Marty Robbins. I'm flying into El Paso again. All right. Warren Ryman coming up next. KTSA. Dave Ramsey here. When you need a reliable.